Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Body and Performance Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the world of protein. So kind of, you know, the misconceptions, how important it is for both dropping body fat and gaining muscle tissue, how much you should be having, when you should be having it, protein supplements, and so forth. So my hope over the next 10, 15 minutes is for you to walk away from this podcast knowing absolutely everything you need to know surrounding protein. So you're able to utilize the macronutrients to supercharge your results, okay? So to kind of kickstart this episode, I just want to delve into a few misbeliefs and uh, common misconceptions surrounding protein that is important to kind of note on the front end. Now, the first one is in healthy kidneys, protein does not cause kidney stones. When it comes to gaining muscle tissue, of course, it's most important, but it's not only important for people trying to gain muscle tissue. It's also massively important for people who are now trying to drop body fat as well. And lastly, kind of this myth surrounding the anabolic window. So you've got an anabolic window kind of 20 minutes after your workout where, you know, your body needs protein the most. Now, yes, it's true that we do have an anabolic window of which our body needs more protein after we finish a workout. However, that window is a lot longer than people are led on to believe. So people are, are under the impression that this anabolic window is just 20 minutes. And if you don't get a shake inside that quick 20 minute period of time after your workout, you're not going to have any gains and it's complete bullshit. You know, that window is in and around two to three hours. It is person dependent, workout dependent and so forth. But as you know, a bit of a ballpark, two to four hours is the length of the anabolic window of which you can, you know, have protein in effectively. Now, when we're kind of delving into the world of protein, one thing that's so important to understand is, especially in my opinion, it's the most important macro for both gaining muscle tissue and losing body fat. So when we're looking at mainly body composition, so we're not taking in, into account more performance-based stuff, we're talking about just the body. It is so important. So you got the obvious one, which I think we're all pretty, you know, familiar with. It's important surrounding gaining muscle tissue. So growing the muscle, repairing the muscle and so forth. But what I'm more interested in speaking with you guys about today is actually the importance of protein surrounding dropping body fat. Okay. So what we can do now is run into why protein is so important for dropping body fat, going into a little bit of how much you should be having and when you should be having it, then delving into a few interesting facts that you may not have known about whey protein shakes and then kind of finishing it off with just a few more kind of interesting facts and considerations surrounding the world of protein. So when we look at protein and dropping body fat, the first one is we need to protect the muscle tissue. Okay. Your muscle tissue is vulnerable in a fat loss phase. You know, when we're trying to drop body fat, there's also a high chance you could be losing muscle tissue as well. If you're not sleeping well, you're not resistance training and you're in too much of a deeper deficit and you haven't got the right protein targets, okay? So the first consideration of dropping body fat and protein's importance is to protect the muscle tissue so we don't actually lose muscle when we're dropping body fat. The second one, excuse me, is the potential of growth, okay? Just because we're dropping body fat doesn't make it impossible to gain muscle tissue as well. Generally, if you're an experienced lifter, and you know you've been training for a long time you're quite experienced in the gym you, your body is accustomed to weighted and resistance work it might be tougher however if you're either a a newbie b kind of changing your training intensity following a new plan and upping your intensity quite considerably there's a very high chance that you can also gain muscle tissue whilst you're dropping body fat but this comes down to protein as well if your protein targets are not where they need to be you can kiss that idea goodbye Number three is recovery, especially in a fat loss phase where we don't have as much calories to fuel our body. We need to make sure we're training smart and training smart means we're having sufficient recovery. So we're focusing on not, I'm not going to delve too much into recovery because it's more of a protein podcast, but you know, sleeping well, 
warming up, cooling down well, making sure we've got our basics in a really, really good place, so our hydration, food quality, and so forth. But protein plays a huge part in us repairing our muscle tissue. Because when we train, when we resistance train, we have little uh, microfiber tears. And obviously, we now need to fuel that and feed it to grow it back bigger and stronger. So it's so important to make sure we're having the right protein to do just that um, and kind of undergo muscle protein synthesis, which is uh, kind of your body's response to protein when it comes to repairing and growing muscle tissue. And then we got the fact that it's so satiating. So especially in a fat loss phase, you may be hungry. And that's kind of the point of dropping body fat. You're going to be hungry from time to time. But again, if we're dieting smart as opposed to just hard, you have sufficient protein you're going to be fuller for longer. Your appetite is going to reduce and it's going to make your dieting phase a whole lot easier. And last but not least, the thermic effect of protein as well. So we're going to be burning roughly 20 to 30% of our protein calories through digestion. So for instance, if you have 100 grams of protein, you're going to be burning, or 100 calories of protein, sorry, you're going to be burning 20 to 30 calories just through digestion. Okay, you got fats, which is around five to 10% of a thermic effect, um, carbohydrates, which is about 10 to 15, but obviously protein is the highest at 20 to 30%. So when we're trying to drop body fat, if we have high protein, we're going to protect and or grow the muscle tissue. We're going to recover well. We're going to be fuller for longer, helping our dieting phase, and we're going to be burning more calories through digestion, which makes protein not just important for gaining muscle tissue, but massively important for when we're dropping body fat as well. So in regards to how much protein we should be having, generally as a rule of thumb, again, this is a little bit more generic because, you know, when we're looking at setting protein targets, we look into somebody's lifestyle, their availability, what they've tried in the past and so forth. But as a rule of thumb, you might want to look at one gram per pound of body weight. So for instance, if I weigh 180 pounds, I would look at having 180 grams of protein as kind of like, you know, a, a rule of thumb. And, you know, I get also get asked quite often, Reese, can I have too much protein? You know, if I'm going 200 grams, maybe 220 or I'm 30, 40 grams above my protein target. Is that a problem? And if you do not have digestive issues, no, it's not. Okay. Don't get me wrong. If we're having high protein and we get to a point where we start to have digestive issues, peel back on the protein. And, or if we're in a gaining phase and we're struggling to get calories in and we're pumping our protein through the absolute roof, it might be worth peeling back slightly just to get more calories in through other macros because protein is so satiating. But naturally, if you've got high protein, appetite's in a good place and you're working towards your goals perfectly fine, then it's great to go above in protein, especially, especially if you're trying to drop body fat and we can utilize the thermic effect and um, the satiating factor of protein. It's going to help us even more if our digestion's in a good place as well. Okay. So that's a really important point to bear in mind. But digestion there is the key. If you're getting digestive issues from an excess amount of protein, peel back ever so slightly. Now, in regards to when we should be having protein, now you may have heard the idea behind our body can only really synthesize 30 to 40 grams of protein per sitting. And that is correct. But it, you know, it obviously depends on your size. So a smaller person might synthesize less than a, a larger person. But ultimately, if we're able to have a protein sitting every couple of hours, that's optimal. You know, 20 to 30 grams every couple of hours so we can utilize it properly is really, really optimal. However, I know we don't live in an ideal world. You know, if you're working corporate, if you work an office job, or if you're just super busy from a day-to-day -day basis, you might love to have protein every couple of hours, but it might just not be doable. And I get it. You know, a lot of our team members, they are in that position. So we want to try and find the ways in which we can make sure protein gets in 
in an optimal state. So every couple of hours, but if not, we just need to be as smart as we can and go, right, can I plan my days in advance? So if I know I'm not going to get as much opportunity to have an eating window tomorrow, can I make sure I have protein prepared? So when I do have an opportunity to eat, I can at least get my protein in there. That's an absolute priority because quick little hack, if we're plan planning our nutrition in advance a day prior, we can make changes ahead of time as opposed to getting to the evening and reflecting on your day thinking, fuck me, I'm miles off my target here. Nowhere near it. But if you're doing that the day ahead of time, you can then go, okay, cool, right. I'm um, 50 grams off my protein target, 300 grams over my calories. What changes can I make right now? Right, I might take 50 grams of rice off of my lunch and maybe put a little bit more chicken in there, right? That's balanced things in my favor a little bit more. I might, you know, take a protein bar and get rid of my banana, I don't know. But you're planning ahead of time. So you can make changes ahead of time, which means you're more likely to hit your target. So quick little hack in there for you. So in regards to when to take protein, every couple of hours is optimal. Then now what we want to kind of move on to is the idea of a whey protein supplement. Okay. So a big question I get is, is whey protein important? Should I be having whey protein? Is it a bit of a fad and a gimmick? And the answer is no. Protein, whey protein is extremely important to have within your nutrition. Now, do not rely on whey protein. Don't be relying on whey protein to get your protein in. You don't want to be having six, seven, eight fucking shakes a day just to get your protein in. However, protein is a very good supplement to have, not just for convenience, but also when it kind of we look at our bioavailability, we actually synthesize and, and take into the bloodstream 100% of protein from whey protein. Whereas if you take a look at something, for example, chicken is it's approximately 70% uh, of a bioavailability, which means if we're having 20 grams of chicken, we're probably going to be taking in to the bloodstream around 14 grams. Okay. Whereas if you take a whey protein supplement, we take in hundred percent to the bloodstream. Okay. So that's not to say you should get all of your protein through, through supplements because from um, kind of a psychological aspect, if we're having all of our calories through a liquid, we're not going to be satisfied nutritionally, especially if we're now trying to gain, um, sorry, drop body fat and, and, and potentially gain muscle tissue in there as well. We don't want to be relying on shakes and having our calories through liquid because we're going to feel fucking starving all the time. So we've got to be smart when we're dieting. But if we're having one shake a day, that's great. And there's also the convenience factor. You know, if you're at work and you're crazy busy and you're not allowed to eat, or you're not allowed to go cook or whatever it may now be, just having a shake by your side can just be convenient to get protein in just naturally or when you're walking around and it makes things a lot easier. It's easy to travel with. It's easy as a meal replacement because that's what a supplement is. It's supplementing a meal effectively. So it just makes convenience from your end much, much easier. And especially with the career driven professionals that we work with, we need an element of convenience within our nutrition to be able to hit our target. So something like a whey protein shake, the bioavailability is high, which means we're synthesizing and taking into the bloodstream 100% of the whey from whey protein, as opposed to like a good example would be chicken at 70% which means, you know, the 20 grams of protein we might have from chicken, we're digesting and I say digesting, we're taking into the blushing around 14 grams. So that's just something to consider. But again, we don't want to rely on a supplement. And also the brand and quality of the supplements important to look into as well. So for instance, I take Perform Whey. Now, the reason I like Perform Whey is they've struck a good balance between good quality and good taste. So it's not the highest quality in the industry, and it's not the low, because generally the higher quality you get, the taste starts to go. So they use semi-skim milk. So they've kind of struck a, a balance between 
good taste and good quality. And that's why I like it. So you can put it in your oats and it doesn't taste like crap. You can drink it on your way to work. It doesn't taste like crap. So it's also good to have from there as well. Okay. So kind of coming in towards the back end of this protein podcast. Again, I wanted to breeze through this one and give you as much digestible information as I could. So the kind of key considerations surrounding protein is it's so important for not just gaining muscle tissue, but also dropping body fat. It's not going to give you kidney stones and healthy kidneys. We need to bear in mind that anabolic, anabolic window is a little bit longer than we think. We don't need to rush a shake down us within 20 minutes of working out. Again, the sooner the better to fuel your body again, but it's not as quick as people think the anabolic window is. Um, obviously, when we're coming to dropping body fat, we need to protect that muscle tissue. We need to have that potential of muscle growth in there, recover well, keep our appetite nice and low when we're trying to drop body fat through high protein and also the thermic effect. We want to aim in and around one gram per pound of body weight. And we can't have too much unless we start to have digestive issues, you know, and every few hours is optimal when it comes to protein. A whey protein shake is good to have. Just don't rely on them because psychologically liquid calories is no fun. Um, and just to kind of go into the back end as well, a few kind of ideas of what 20 grams of protein could look like. So if you're thinking to yourself, right, I know I need to up my protein, but where the fuck am I going to get it from? Here's a few examples of what 20 grams of protein could look like. And again, this is just an, a ballpark because it is brand dependent. Certain brands is going to have different kind of uh, nutritional profiles. So bear that in mind, but it could be 90 grams of chicken breast, 100 grams of 5% beef mints, 100 grams of fillet steak, 80 grams of salmon, 120 grams of prawns, 135 grams of tofu, 135 grams of corn mints, three veggie sausages or four baby bells or 200 grams of Greek yogurt. So that's just a little example or, or even a scoop of whey protein. That's just an example of what 20 grams of protein could look like if you just want something to go away with and think, right, how can I get as much protein in today as I can? So hope this episode helped. And I think this is one that, you know, I'm hoping is going to debug a few myths and help you understand protein a little bit better and how much of a, a kind of big role it plays within your transformation. So, hey, look, if you need a little bit more help on the subject, feel free to drop me over a direct message on social media with the word protein. We can have a bit of a conversation. We can talk about getting you the full blueprint to get from where you're at right now to where my clients are at right now, where we're achieving jaw-dropping dramatic results through optimizing simple techniques within your lifestyle. Because... With the team that we work with, we understand that they don't have the availability to spend three, four hours a day cooking and go to the gym eight times a fucking week. We get that within a normal lifestyle, we need to be able to have a social aspect to the lifestyle. We need to be able to get results. And more importantly, we need the education to keep them long-term. And that's why our team are not only thriving and getting the best results you've seen, but they're also keeping them for a lifetime. And you see the screenshots we put over social media with you know, some of our ex-clients from a year ago updating us with their progress and showing us that they maintain their results and even building upon them even more. And that's because we place such a heavy emphasis on not just achieving, achieving dramatic results, but educating to keep those dramatic results for a lifetime. And that's where we find is our absolute priority with our team members. So hey, look, if you need some help in and around your transformation journey, or you just want to learn a little bit more about the whole subject of protein, or have any questions about what I went through over the last 10 minutes or so, just drop me a direct message on social media with protein, more than happy to have a conversation with you and even jump on a call if necessary as well. But thanks so much for spending the last 10 or so minutes with me today. I hope you found this uh, podcast useful. If you did, please rate the show and share it with a friend of which you feel like will gain value. But until the next episode, have a great day, take care and speak soon.